This is Joan Boney speaking. It's a very scary matter to buy a house. Most people try to figure the pros and cons of doing so. I don't consider that's a safe approach. That is a worldly approach, and most church people go by worldly approaches. But the safe thing is God. God is the one who knows what's going to happen in the future. God knows exactly what you need in your life. God knows who is trying to trick you. God knows if there's something wrong with the house that you're considering. God knows all these things. If you have anything at all that troubles you when you are considering buying a house, in the first place, postpone it. Don't do it. Second place, turn to God with all your heart. Commit that to God. Trust Him. Remember, He knows the future. No one else does. He does. Very often, He will show us in a dream or even in a scripture when we're going the wrong way or the way we should be going. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There's really a good deal of evil out there. And today, so many People say they are Christians, but then they don't do the Word of God. It's those people who are led by the Spirit of God who are children of God. That's Romans chapter 8. So if you are about to buy a house or thinking of buying a house, Pray, commit your way to God, ask him for wisdom, wait until he establishes your thoughts. That is the only safe direction we can go. James chapter 1 verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Another thing, God knows what he is doing with each of us and what his plans are for each of us. So there are certain things that can hurt us. We have to hear from God. Isaiah 55, 8 through 13, God says, For my thoughts... Are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it Bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower 
and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. Joy and peace are two of the characteristics of God. But you kind of have to be excited because your flesh can get, I mean, you have to be careful because your flesh can get excited. And you could make the wrong decision that way. Let your way be established. Back off. Just let it come to pass. Let God show you what to do. Trust Him. Wait until you hear from him and are fully persuaded in the path you're going. Often I have prayed, God, stop me if I'm going the wrong way. And he has many times stopped me. How? He can bring a scripture to stop you. He can bring a dream to show you a warning to stop you. He could bring a word directly from the Holy Spirit to stop you. We have to be careful. There's a lot of trouble out there. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth unto you, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands, and instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. Don't we want that to happen in our lives as we go forth and as we live in honesty? Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. One of the problems with a real Christian is this. We are so honest, that it is hard for us to believe the others are so dishonest. And often when we see their dishonesty, we become discouraged and want to throw everything out. But let's don't do that. Let's hold fast to our faith in God. There are some real Christians today. There are some. They are the ones who will follow the word of God. Psalm 37, 4. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Some time ago, God showed me this. He plants his desires into our heart. He often leads us by the desires of our heart. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. But we have to keep our heart good, don't we? Often I have prayed, create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Because people come to try to deceive us, and it depresses us when we see what they have done. And we are disappointed. We have to be restored by God. And I believe we are restored by God 
when he brings a scripture to our mind by his spirit or a dream to show us the truth. So delight yourself in the word of God. Follow those little scriptures, one scripture at a time. Whatever God has spoken to you the last time, stay on that road and follow that scripture. And then along the road, you're going to hear another scripture. And when you hear the other scripture, you go that way and follow that road as far as it will take you. And then you hear another scripture and you follow that road. And you end up exactly where God wants you to be. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We seek his righteousness by following that word that comes down to us from heaven and is given to us by the Holy Spirit at this exact point in time. Whatever God shows us, stay on that road. The most recent thing that we have heard in this ministry is the word podcast. And then I was given a dream showing me baby kittens outside my door. And I said to God, what does this mean, all these baby kittens? Most of them were white. One was yellow and white with a little yellow on it. And I realized when I turned to God and I said, what does this dream mean? I realized these were baby Christians who need to be fed. They're starving to death. And they were outside my door. And I was to feed them. And the one that was white with the yellow has pollution in it, polluted by doctrines of men. But most of them were solid white. That's the word I'm following. Stay with those podcasts and bring messages to the church to help them in this time that we current up in which we currently live. So if you are in the position of hunting a house to buy or thinking of buying a house, turn to God asking him what you should do. It's so important to take this sure direction, absolute direction, absolute guarantee that God will help us. Let me read a warning the Apostle Paul gave the church. It's printed for us in Second Timothy chapter 3. And this was a warning concerning the last days, the perilous times, the wickedness in the church. It's so hard for a baby Christian to realize there can be wickedness in the church. I was born again in 1975. My best friend had been raised a Baptist. And she told me this after I was born again. She said, Joni, more people in the churches have done me evil and harm against me than ever did it in the world. 
I just looked at Donna. I'm sure I didn't believe her. My mother was concerned at one point when my dad had died and she realized that she was getting to the point where it wouldn't be long before she died and I would be left alone. I thought, don't worry about me. I've got the church. God had not shown me at that point in time that there are so much counterfeit Christians in the church. But now I know because before Jesus returns to take us out of here, Paul said Antichrist had to come into the church and the apostasy had to take over in the churches. That's in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. It's hard to believe that that has to happen, but it does. Well, if it's going to happen in the church, we are certainly going to see it in the world. We can't afford to just accept everything. Those who follow God and obey scriptures belong to God. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. When a man who's in the church marries a divorced woman, he commits adultery. If he's in the world, he does too. But we don't judge the world, but we're supposed to observe the church and judge them for our protection. We can't just accept these people in the churches who are doing whatever they want to do. We have only one rule book, the New Testament Bible. If you go out on the golf course, don't you follow the rules of golf? They're printed. I know when I took up golf, they certainly gave me a rule book of golf. And we followed the rules of golf. In the churches, so many churches have departed from the rules and follow other doctrines and make up their own doctrines because they want a lot of people to come to church primarily for money and secondly it makes them look good well you're just not going to get them to come to your church when you tell them the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery because that's not what they want to hear they want to hear don't worry about it. The blood of Jesus Christ covers that. That is past sins. After we're born again, we're supposed to go by the Bible. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus said to the men, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. That's what we're supposed to go by. If you marry that divorced woman, you commit adultery. That's Bible. That's the rules for the New Testament church, which they have thrown out today, because it would not be popular. Another question, 
can the divorced woman remarry? The Apostle Paul told us the answer to that. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. Let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. These things are not taught in today's churches. At one point they were taught. They have fallen away from these scriptures to allow the apostasy into the church, the end time apostasy, which Paul said had to happen before Jesus returned. We'll read two scriptures saying that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Years ago, God got my attention on this subject. It wasn't that individuals were going to leave the churches. The churches were going to leave the scriptures. That's the falling away. They were going to depart from the scriptures and set up doctrine which is contrary to the scriptures. Scriptures say a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. They say it's fine to marry a divorced woman. The scriptures say if the divorced woman leaves her husband... She must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. They say, oh no, it's fine for you to remarry after divorce. See, this is Antichrist. Antichrist was even working in the day of John and Paul and Peter. Antichrist was just waiting to take over. The minute they died, Antichrist moved in and took over and set up his own churches by his own doctrine. And that is why we have so many denominations today. And that is why we have Catholics and Protestants because man came in and set up doctrines according to his own thinking. As the wickedness increases... We draw nearer to the coming of Jesus Christ because the wickedness is the thing God comes to judge in the day of the great tribulation. Is the wickedness increasing? Absolutely. In the churches, has there been a falling away? Oh, yes. Falling away from scriptures, teaching another doctrine. In the world, is it getting worse? Of course it is. Don't you see TV commercials? Some of them, of them are so vulgar today, I really have to close my eyes. It's incredible what 
people want to see today. 30 or 40 years ago, it was nothing like it is today. That just simply shows us we're getting closer to the return of Jesus, which you say, oh, good, oh, good. Are you following scripture? For Jesus is going to come for the portion of the church who follows scripture. And I really don't see many people following scripture in the churches. I don't see preachers teaching the things I've spoken to you today that I spoke from the Bible. When I finish recording this today, I will be copying every scripture that I have spoken today, and I will be writing it out and putting it on our blog under the subject of God, should I buy this house? So that you can hear this recording again and see the scriptures at the same time and think about it. For these are critical things for you. Our blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. One more thing before I close today. Let's see what Paul said would happen in the last days. It's printed in 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Paul says they will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, they deny the power of the Holy Scriptures to rule over their lives in the churches. This was all written concerning the churches. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Paul warned us in verse 13, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And he said to us, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of from God, knowing of whom you have learned them, for it's God who teaches us these things, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for destruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So, in deciding if you should purchase a house, the thing you do 
is turn to God and say, please stop me from doing this if it's the wrong thing for me. Please help me to see how to do it if it's the right thing for me. Depend on God to bring you scripture to lead you. Depend on God perhaps to give you a dream. I never ask him to give me a dream, but he gives me many dreams to show me the way of righteousness. But depend on God rather than depending on anyone else. For his way will be truth for you. And he knows everything that's going to happen to you in the future. And it's, he's the only one it's safe to depend on. Well, this is just Joan Boney speaking, and our blog's name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You can see every one of these scriptures written out on our blog. Thank you very much.